Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, mild spoilers, references to a previous film, personal opinions, rants galore, and thoughts on comedy in general. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Mini Movie Review, coming to America. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spyrokin Mini Movie Review, Spyrokin's podcast where we talk about new films and our initial reactions. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope all of you out there in internet land are safe and happy right now. Hope you guys have been doing well. and Hope you've been checking out some of the other podcasts we have at www.spyrokin.com, including the manga review, the movie review, the video game review, the Television Tuesday, the Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination, and all the other podcasts we have at www.spyrokin.com. If you have any comments or concerns, you can email me personally at zan at spyrokin.com. And if you want to recommend a film for me to review, you can do that at our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash spyrodiscord. That's S-P-I-R-A-D-O-S-U-R-D. Check it out and let us know what you think. So, with that in mind, let's actually get to a film which is 30 years in the making. One which... I never thought it would actually come out, and more importantly, one which I am shocked came out. And we're talking about a film that was directed by Craig Brewer, produced by Kevin Miser and Eddie Murphy, uh, screenplay by Kenya Barris, uh, Barry W. Blason, David Sheffield, and starring James Earl Jones, Wesley Snipes, Tanya Taylor, Shira Headley, Kiki Lane, Tracy Morgan, Leslie Jones, Jermaine Fowler, Arsenio Hole, and Eddie Murphy returning to one of his most esteemed roles in his career. We're talking about Prince Akim of Zamunda. And what is the film we're talking about? We're talking about Coming to America, the sequel to the older film, Coming to America, which came out in 1988. And this is a sequel which technically makes sense but also technically throws some of the continuity out the window completely because the premise of this is that it's the 30th anniversary of prince hakeem and lisa mcdowell's wedding and everything seems right because he's had 30 years of wonderful marriage with the woman that he met in queens he has three wonderful daughters and Unfortunately, because he has three wonderful daughters and no sons, he has no male heir, which is kind of a problem because it's a male-dominated society in Zamunda, and his father, who is dying, kind of says, when we die, you're going to be assassinated immediately. However, our shaman, Baba, played by Arsenio Hall, pretty much tells him that he has a bastard son, and that bastard son can be... the male heir because he is the firstborn and eddie murphy uh prince akim's like wait a minute i I have never lain with anybody except for my loving lisa but of course uh akim's best friend aide and general semi is like um yeah about that there was that one night we were having a party and uh we were looking for your future bride it's a sequence that was in the first film when he's like going on speed dating essentially asking people they're all crazy but he says that during that time, uh, he ended up finding a girl to kind of hang out with Akeem, and they had a tryst that he doesn't remember because he got really, really high. And because of this, Akeem has to go back to Queens, find his son, and then bring him back to become king, or else their neighboring country, Nexdoria, yes, that's right, Nexdoria. Uh, will come and invade because the 
leader, dictator, general, Izzy, is kind of, he wants to take over because there is a whole thing from the first film. Turns out that General Izzy is the brother of the first bride-to-be from the original Coming to America, the girl that Akeem said barked like a dog and never told her to stop. So now she's like been barking like a dog for 30 years. It's kind of crazy, but so to fix things, they need to have someone marry his daughter. Yeah. So it ends up being a fish-out-of-water reversal where his illegitimate son and his mother come to Zamunda and they deal with everything going on. And then they bring, of course, um, the mother's brother, who is played by Tracy Morgan. Hilarity ensues. And then something that's very similar to the first film happens. And it's a nice little reversal. The end of the film. Now, first off, this was released on Amazon Prime, which, well, this feels like an Amazon Prime movie. It should not have been in theaters. This feels not as polished as the original, which is kind of crazy because the first film is a seminal comedic classic. It's one of Eddie Murphy's best films, and it holds up. And this one feels very different. It feels like it's focusing on nostalgia and repeat of old jokes. Like, hey, remember that joke here? We're going to do it again. Which sometimes works really well, but a lot of times it doesn't. I mean, there's some great references that are in this film. I mean, we have John Amos, Shira Headley, Louis Anderson, Paul Bates. You have all these great actors from the first film coming back. You have a reference to the Duke Brothers, which that was shocking and out of but it fit. There's some great nostalgic moments for it, but it relies on this nostalgia. Um, the whole joke with General Izzy's sister... It's That's from the first film, and if you didn't watch the first film, you're kind of lost. This film does not stand up on its own. It really doesn't. You had to have that first film, and the first film is a superior film. Is it an okay sequel? Well, there's some okay moments in the film. There's some great moments. Some of the acting is on point, and some of it is really phoned in. Let's be honest. James Earl Jones, it's great to see him as King Jaffe Jaffer, but he is acting... Like Mufasa, not like King Jaffe Jaffa. Still, I will admit the new scene, his funeral, is one of the funniest sequences I've seen in a long time. But that's because you had, doing the eulogy, Morgan Freeman, and that was just great. Uh, you also have um, John Legend appearing at the end of the film singing She's Your Queen to Be, which was the song that Paul Bates sang in the first film. And that was actually, well, it, it's that was a good touch to it. The, the new elements of the film, eh. Uh, Leslie Jones is really toned down as Mary Johnson, who is uh, Akeem's illegitimate son's mother. She's okay in it. She actually ends up befriending Cher Headley's Queen Lisa, and they have a couple of hijinks, but she's there just to be there. Tracy Morgan's Tracy Morgan. Um, Jermaine Fowler as Lavelle, uh, the illegitimate son, the bastard son, as they say. He actually does a great job in this movie, and you really, his, his whole arc is great. And we would like to know more about it, but they don't really do that. They just instead have other jokes, which are kind of meh. Also, you have really bad CG in this movie. There's a CG line that's really laughable. However, I don't want to harp on all the bad things because there are a lot of great things in this movie. 
Um, the uh, Kiki Lane as Princess Mika, Bella Murphy as Princess Oma, and Ike Lee Love as Princess Tanisha. They're great. They're excellent, and I would love to see more about them. If there's a spinoff focusing on the children, and it's just Eddie Murphy takes a major backseat, that would be great. Also, seeing Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy playing the older characters who should have been dead a long time ago, some of them are really funny. And it's just, it's more than, it gives you the most chuckles in the film. However, it just can't compare to the original. And for that reason, I have to give this film a um, worth watching once streaming or rented through Redbox or rented on Vidmo. You rent this. You don't own this. You watch it once, then you forget about it. It's just okay. And this is the first of Eddie Murphy's new projects. He has Beverly Hills Cop 4 being starting to film. And I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be bad. I'm going to give it a chance. Because Eddie Murphy generally does make me laugh. Just And I kind of want this film to do good. And it just fell a little short. It does a decent job honoring the original film. And it overcomes some of the, well, some of the dateness, and it's a little more, it pokes fun at the whole patriarchal traditions, which that's a really good thing. And when Eddie Murphy's bringing his A-game, you could kind of see it, but it just, this movie may have come a little too late. This may have come out 15 years ago and it would have been better received. I think that's the thing. It's They took too long for it to come out. But... Hey, I might be wrong. If you disagree with me, email me, zansbacher.com. Tell me what I missed, because humor is subjective. Uh, some people think some things are funny, some people don't. Some people like sarcasm, some people like slapstick. Like, what is your opinion? What type of humor do you like? Email me, zansbacher.com, or tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know what you think. So, I think that's it for this episode. As usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep watching Jeez, movies. See you yeah. next time. Bye. Queen to be, a queen to be forever, a queen who'll do whatever His Highness desires. She's your queen to be, a vision of perfection. An object of affection to quench your royal fire.